Welcome to Advanced Automation, a podcast by Calvary Robotics, where you'll find industry leaders and experts sharing their thoughts on the world of automation. Hello, everyone, and thanks for listening. I'm Josh Gravel, your host for this installment of Advanced Automation. Today, we have with us Ryan Reynolds, Project Manager of Bolter Industrial Contractors. Ryan, thanks for being with us today. Thank you, Josh. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so for people who aren't in the Rochester area and don't see the Bolter trucks driving down the highway, you know, the big blue with the white lettering, tell us a little bit about Bolter. Bolter is a 131-year-old company. Um, it started with uh, horse and carriage, hauling ice to various customers. Uh, it has evolved greatly into more of a heavy hauling, big machinery moving to steel fabricating uh creating and packaging, warehousing, storage, to a very array of uh, workers here that are all specialized in different fields. Yeah, it sounds like Bolter does a lot. So tell us about you, Ryan. What is your past, you know, from beginning to where we are today? Oh, my beginning. Where to start on that one? <laughs> <laughs> so I grew up in Lyons, New York, right here in Wayne County. Um, I still live in Lyons. Uh I left for a little while for college. Um, I went to, I got an associate's at FLCC, Finger Lakes Community College. I went on to uh, SUNY Cobleskill, where I got a bachelor's degree in fisheries and aquaculture and kind of environmental side with that as well. Got out of college and realized that for one, that really doesn't offer much for pay. And bills came in. I, I've always... I've always had several jobs under my belt. You know, I, I worked basically through college to put myself through college. And I got out, I, I jumped into a uh, job doing some um, semiconductor work uh, in a clean room. Um, did that for a few years, uh, wanted to change, moved on. And uh, I got my CDL and started driving boot, or bootlegging, I'd like to say, for liquor and wine delivery. So I did that right here in Rochester. I did that for several years. Um, and then I had a, a little boy that came along. And so my, my time with him with being on the road and driving and that kind of led me into a, a more, I wouldn't say nine to five job, but I wanted something a little more home and um, to spend that time with him. So I got lucky and, and Bolter called me back in 2016 um, and they, they brought me on. Uh, I, I started in the crating and packaging department and get coming into that. I always, I always like to work with my hands. I, I've always been a hands-on learner. And in high school, we had one, one year where we got to do like a shot class and I loved it. And then it was out of there onto nothing. Like we never really got to experience and get out to see what, what was out there in my mind. So Coming over here, it was like a whole new spectrum of, of <laughs> all kinds of things. You know, you have the crating, you have the iron fab, you have, you know, the trucking portion. You know, it's it's a all of, you know spot here, and so I I, I did the crating. Um, I, I would go on the road with the guys. I did that bouncing back and forth. And uh, about a year and a half ago, they uh, they brought me into the project management role. Wonderful. That sounds like a great. Great history, and you're where you're meant to be. Yeah, definitely. Wonderful. That's a, it's a, such a wide offering that you guys have. How have you seen, you know, technology change from the industry from like 10 years ago, would you say? Uh, 
Technology has come a long way. Um, we rely on that more and more every day, especially with the, the younger generations coming up. I mean, everybody, technology drives us. Um, I mean, especially for you guys with the robotics and everything you're into. Um, with us, because of the different fields we're in, um, like right now we're, we're kind of dabbling in a, a new program that should come out uh, in a week or so where it's a new software that's going to connect with our customers more with the jobs. So we start the job um, when they, they get dispatched, basically. It's going to go to the customer. They're going to get a list of the people that are coming. So it's more of on a, a friendly basis. They can see the faces of the crew that's coming. If they're bringing them a machine or they're coming to work on a conveyor line or they it keeps a, a timely manner with them too. They know what time they're coming. Um, and it just, it keeps track of everything in a better manner. So in the, in the rigging department, we have some of our new forklifts. They have their Versa lifts that they've got cameras on them. They've got readers on there that shoot out the weights of the machinery. So a lot of times we see with equipment that comes in, truck drivers lie, the paperwork lies, the, the weights are never always true. So a piece of equipment the, the forklift may not be able to handle that's a big safety concern so now some of these bigger ones because we handle such heavy weight you know it, it leaves a path for a more safer environment with that also with uh in our in our crating department so we're, we're kind of looking a little bit into some like cad files now so we can have them design the crates for us in a more timely efficient manner um, this just saves like we just sit down and we would hand draw out each little cut sheet for each and each piece is its own unique thing that we're creating. We're not always creating the same thing. So having to sit down and go through every cut sheet on every new piece, you know, there's a lot of labor costs. And so we're, we're looking into that way to save, save money and in time. And, and also with the, the creating department, we would do uh, loadouts. So sea container overseas shipping or any kind of truck loadouts, uh, we do use a, a cargo program that better fills the, the load at a more maximum capacity and a better layout program for it, um, just to, once again, keep the cost downs for the customers. So it sounds like there's a lot of data collection that happens with a lot of these updates you're making. I would assume kind of like in our industry in automation with web, you know, industry 4.0, industry of things, all that, that with all these analytics, you guys can better kind of assess, you know, what's been done, what's coming and talk to your customers with that data. Definitely. Um, with, with HubSpot's another platform that we use, um, it, it keeps a good history on um, the different jobs we've done for each customer. It keeps the stats on that. So if any point we need to look back or, or kind of go over anything we've done in the past or we can do with them in the future, um, we, we, we keep that info to better suit their needs. So in your industry, what are some of the examples of how technology has created, you know, new job categories, even as it displaces others? Uh, so a lot of the, the the way customers are going now is having a more uh, automated lines in their facilities, their manufacturing plants and that. So, you know, the industry for the robotics is booming, which in our case, you know, we're, we're setting this machinery, you know, so it's booming for us as well. Um, in the displacing of jobs, you know, I feel we're, we're in a time right now where we have this major labor shortage that, you know, the robotics is where we got to go. Um, 
yeah, the robotics can take away different positions, but it opens up different jobs as in like the, the manual labor portion of, of putting these machines, programming these machines, you know, there's a lot more into it other than just displacing of somebody's position. Absolutely. I mean, we, we encounter this every time in history, you know, yeah. yep. <laughs> whatever the new technology is, they're always like, it's going to kill whatever yeah. it is now. But, <laughs> but yeah, it's absolutely right. It, it creates more than you think. And what have you seen are the benefits of automation technology and how do these align with, you know, the skilled trades? Automation technology uh, can definitely help with uh, reducing the labor's costs and uh, increasing productivity. Um, and then that's going to give our skilled workers more time to focus on more complex tasks. Also, you know, it's, it's going to reduce the risk of injury, any accidents in the workplace, uh, creating a safer work environment for our skilled trades people. Also, like, and dangerous, right? That's kind of what we look to eliminate all the stuff <laughs> that humans don't want to do or it's too repetitive or like we said, dangerous and stuff. So, yeah, that's, that's absolutely right. I think. Exactly. What ways does Bolter keep up with, you know, the change, changing landscape of technology? Because as we're kind of already talking, you know, things are going at such a fast pace these days. How do you guys keep up with it? Um, so we're always looking into um, future training, any education that uh, we can give the employees to help update the latest technology um, advancements in the industries. Uh, like I said, we're always looking for new techo technologies and solutions that uh, help improve efficiency and reduce costs for our customers. Um, kind of like these new software programs, uh, kind of one of the best examples we see, um, it's, we've, we found at a skills USA event last week is a, they, they had t-shirts for these kids and on the back of it, it says, teach me like your pension relies on. <laughs> and I mean, that it sets that a home enough. for, yeah, it sets a home for like, we're in the mixture right now of an older generation in our crews and the younger generations coming up. So the, the younger guys are, are more tech savvy and, and our older guys are, they're set in their, their preexistent ways. And that's, that's your future. You know, we, we need to train and, and make this. Work. I always say a good way to tell you're getting older is when you start complaining about the young people. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so like based on that whole idea, how do we keep older generations up to speed and eager to implement new forms of technology? Cause it's hard. I, I mean, even, for myself, a new thing comes out, a new technology or, you know, software, it, it, the learning curve, it's, that's real. How do you think we can help older generations uh, adapt to this the fast pace of technology? It, it It is tough. And I find myself doing that at times, too. You know, I want to not always take on the new things that come out. Um, but, you know, in our case here, we're, we're always doing the ongoing training, um, educating and different opportunities to help these Older generations stay more up to date with the latest technology. Um, there's there's offering incentives, um, learning new for learning these new technologies. You know, a lot of places are doing more promotions uh, to motivate these older workers to adopt these new tools. You know, and above all, it's you know creating the culture for you know to want to learn. Yeah, I I totally agree. You know, incentivizing, making sure they stay eager and want to stay active with it. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, the, the, my biggest thing with, with technology is, is now it's, it's YouTube. You know, there isn't anything on YouTube you can't find if you need to fix something. That, that's your tool. <laughs> so uh, on the other end, what advice do you give to a high schooler, you know, looking to get into the trays and to expand their knowledge? Uh, I mean, as I've said before, anytime you, if you're, you're a hands-on, you like to learn, you know, 
take any opportunity you can. And that, that's where I've been. I wish I got started in this industry r- right out of high school. I wish I never went on to college. Um, you know, I, I've always enjoyed learning and, and picking up new things. And if I could go back to high school and change it all over, I, I definitely would have looked into a, a more trade specific line. Yeah. So you think you'd recommend they kind of look at that option versus college, depending on what their, their, uh, not even their skill set, but their desire is or what they're, you know, what they want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, my son, you know, he's, he's only eight and I, I pick on him all the time. Cause he's, he's a big gamer. He loves his, his PlayStation, his VR headset. And, you know, a lot of the way this technology is moving now is like some of the heavy, heavy machinery. They're turning that into analog sticks and, you know, more controls around that line of, the technology. So, you know, I mean, him will go back all the time where he's playing his PlayStation. And I said, you know, you could be, you know, a crane operator, you know, you're, you're running this kind of equipment and just kind of pushing them towards, you know, you know, a, di- a different line of work in that aspect. Yeah. I think it's one of the things too, uh, I've noticed come up through, you know, our Calvary TV and uh, podcast episodes that although you said you might go back and change, you know, college or some of the past you don't always know where, like, just because you want to be in one thing, everything you do should hopefully help you learn something though to advance you. And you might think, oh, I want to be in this field, but you might not know like, oh, that led me to this other field or use those skills that I learned there. So there is a lot of transitional, I think, things and don't, don't just count what you are picking up. Right. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I, I enjoy my experiences that I had and everything that I did learn going through college and uh, did I, I expect to find myself in this situation? No. Um, am I thankful for where I'm at? Yes. Yeah. Um, but it, it was, it's learning, you know, and, right. and it's where we're at. Yeah. And, and to defend yourself, the thing is we want to push like that skilled trades and going to a trade school is such a great option that it doesn't have to be college. So I think, you know, the, having so many options is, is really the key. And to look at them all, don't think you have to just do the one thing, right? Exactly. Well, so I'm going to, I'm going to have you pull out your crystal ball. Um, (laughs) Since this is audio, people can't see, but it's right behind you. I see you grabbing it and I want you to look into it and tell us what you think your industry will be like 20 years from now. Oh, (laughs) so this is a big one. I think I just, you know, best guess. So shake that ball up a little bit. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) You know, you see this artificial intelligence, this AI programs and everything that's out now, you know, that's, that's doing all, all this programming and writing and and we've used it in here. Uh, It it can write up anything you want, you know, it can take your simple couple words and, and write a whole book for you and make it sound, you know, as professional as can be. I see that pulling a lot of, jobs out of the way for for some of these people so to open up more more openings in the skilled trades versus you know this this it department too like are you guys thinking like cars driving automatic auto drive cars auto load trailers you know stuff like that and well we so we're we're seeing it now with with um you know driverless tractor trailers and that that they're coming out with and and um do I see us doing that in this department? No. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I don't see a robot loading the machinery onto, onto our trucks anytime soon. But, I mean, for for over-the-road um, delivery services and stuff like that, like, 
that's that's going to be a big thing, I would think, in in the next ten years. I would say also with uh, you know with the driverless trucking, they're pushing more towards battery operated now too. So um, I, I think we're going to see more of that down the road with more of the the tractor trailers and and stuff like that with with battery operated. Um, yeah, maybe the roads will even charge the cars as we drive. In some cases, that's <laughs> a technology that's kind of starting to come out there, right? Yeah, that that would be amazing. Yeah, like what are some of your pain points that you think will technology will solve probably in twenty years? So we can we can say with the in the in the creating and packaging department, um, you know, one of the major issues we have in there is uh, you know is cutting cutting the wrong dimensions or something like that with with the wood. Um, you know, there's programs out there that are all CNC driven that that does all our cutting and that you know down the road would it would it be able to, to wrap and package, you know, uh, moisturize barrier, protect these machines for us that takes away the tedious tasks that we have for having to sit there and wrapping them and sealing them and packaging them. You know, it's, you know, things get a little tiring doing the same thing every time, but, uh, you know, and then, and then from there we get them fully done, have that load it right into the truck for us, scan it with your phone and away it goes, you know, that, that, that would be the way. That sounds good. Yeah. I mean, you're still kind of doing it, but instead of five people wrapping it, it's a one robot kind of thing, right? Yep. Yeah. And who knows? We'll, we'll, maybe 20 years we'll do a follow-up podcast and you'll say, I told you, I told you that was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I should have bought into that. <laughs> yeah. All right, Ryan, what is a good way for our listeners to get in touch with Bolter or with you specifically? Best way to find any information, uh, going right on uh, bolterindustrial.com. Go through, check our website. Uh, it's got all kinds of great content on there. Um, all of our project managers are reachable on uh, calendar invites on there. Um, with our advancements in technology here, we have a, a digital business card of my own that we uh, can throw on here. Uh, you can find me on uh, LinkedIn, uh, YouTube. Uh, Bolter Industrial has their own uh, YouTube channel with uh, great new content that's uh, always getting uploaded. So uh, if you got time, it's great, great time to check out some good videos. Yeah, there's a lot of amazing videos of all the awesome jobs you guys do, and especially if you're Rochester-based. But even if you're not, I mean, it's, it's cool to see all the stuff that's happening right in our backyard. Definitely. Well, I appreciate, you know, your time and today talking with us about all this. Um, thanks again. No, thank you, Josh. I appreciate the opportunity. And thank you to all the listeners. Make sure to subscribe to Advanced Automation wherever you get your podcasts and head over to calvaryrobotics.com to listen to other episodes, watch our series, Calvary TV, and lots of other great content about Calvary Robotics. Have a great day.